Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time for the host with no filter and the millennial who keeps him in check. Get ready for the stories that matter to you. It's Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro and Jamie D. All right, what's up, everybody? It what's up? Wednesday, I almost said Thursday. <laughs> uh, it's hump day. I almost said Thursday. It is Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, we got a lot to get to today on this very windy, partially sunny day in the Valley. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about coming up at the bottom of the hour. Eight-time Emmy winner Michelle Mortensen will be joining us in the studio. Always good to get her thoughts on everything from the Donald Trump indictment to uh, her love affair for Ron DeSantis. So she'll be joining us coming up at the bottom of the hour. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the sickness of guns in this country, uh, particularly, you know, the Kentucky mass shooter who walks into that bank and kills a bunch of innocent people. Well, guess what? Now the AR-15 style weapon that he was using is up for auction. That's right. The sickos in this country. We'll talk a little bit about that. Josh Hawley, back in the news, uh, made some really weird statements about Donald Trump, made some really weird statements about the Clintons. We'll be playing that for you later on in the program as well. And you can't make this stuff up. A story that has to do with reparations and a black woman walking into a store demanding $1,000 of free stuff. Really? Claiming reparations. An employee punches her in the face. Uh, It is a bizarre story. And uh, we will get to that coming up a little bit. Those of you that listen uh, or watch Pushing the Limits or maybe a little bit of both, uh, as you know, the last, uh, well, the last year, really, I've had guest co-hosts. I've had tons of different guests. And by the way, I still do that. We still have great guests on this show and and great content and and guest co-hosts and all that stuff. But uh, the permanent, of course, co-host sitting to my right would be uh, that of Jamie D, who is the the co-host every day. For those of you that are unaware... Uh, he is the permanent co-host here on Pushing the Limits. Yes. And uh, he actually enjoyed his first Vegas Golden Knights hockey game <laughs> last night. We'll it was actually, amazing, Brian. Yes, we will actually talk about that a little bit later on. We got to talk some VGK hockey with the playoffs just a few days away, right? And uh, the Lakers with the buzzer beater yesterday. That was an interesting game. We'll get, we got some sports to get to, Jamie. We got some politics yeah. to get to. But yes, Jamie D is uh, sitting in the uh, Thrones second chair, which would be yes. my co-host today and uh, every day moving forward. So uh, that is Love to hear it, for Brian. those for those of the people out there. They're like, oh, who's that guy, Jamie D? Well, he's my co-host. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to be here, guys. Yes, happy you're here as well. All right, so we've been talking a lot about. Well, I feel like I've been talking a lot about this for decades, almost since Columbine, which you know the the, the gun violence in this country that just continues the gun violence over and over and over again, mass shootings in this country. You know, this isn't something that just happened yesterday, and. The Kentucky mass shooting where a deranged individual walks into this bank in Louisville and and, and kills four people, injures a bunch of people, seriously injures a police Mm -hmm. officer. I just want to give you an example of how sick this country is, or particularly those people in Kentucky. Keep in mind that Kentucky has some of the highest gun-related deaths in the country, and many Experts in this field say it attributes that to the relaxed gun laws for purchases and a lack of training that's required mm-hmm. for legally bought firearms. And I talk about these issues every day on this show. Universal background checks are absent in Kentucky. So that means mm. anybody can buy a gun without leaving a record behind, which is absurd, making it hard for law enforcement to trace the transaction if a crime is committed. Right. So 
There are laws in the state of Kentucky, and we are learning that this AR-15 that was used to massacre these innocent people is now going up for auction. That's right, for auction. Does it remind you of another story? And let me be very clear on this. A gun that is used to commit any crime should never be put up for auction. Ever. It should be put away. It's put away. Not put away, destroyed. I think having an item that was used for destruction in a mass shooting is ridiculous to be put up for auction for somebody else to have in their possession. People will literally idolize this situation. And there are sickles out here that would either want to repeat what happened or make fun of the situation or idolize it in their own home. That's ridiculous. At a minimum, let our brave men and women in uniform use that weapon. To fight our if enemies. Anything. At a minimum, let our law enforcement officials. Some nut job should not be allowed to have this gun as a piece of history. Does this remind you of another story? Well, do we remember the Trayvon Martin situation back in 2012? Where an innocent black teenager walking home with Skittles in his hand was <sighs> marked by George Zimmerman, a racist buffoon who thought he was some sort of member of law enforcement with a gun. And then Trayvon Martin was murdered. Mm -hmm. Now I understand in that moment it was self-defense. I understand that Trayvon Martin wasn't convicted of a crime. But that young man was doing absolutely nothing wrong, and he was chased down by George Zimmerman, and he was murdered. George Zimmerman sold that gun that he used to kill an innocent Trayvon Martin for Mm $250,000. We live in a sick society. George Zimmerman sold that gun, calling it a piece of history. Mm. To me, that is like if you sold a bomb or some sort of bomb artillery that killed our innocent soldiers. And somebody sold that and wanted that as a piece of history. Or something from Nazi Germany back when Hitler killed 7 million Jewish people. I don't understand these people that want to hold on to pieces of history where it's murder. Now, Brian, some people are asking, what about putting this in a museum so that we can make sure we look at what happened in in the past so we don't repeat history? What's your thoughts on that? If it's a way, I think there's a way to do that without showing a weapon that was used to murder somebody. Example, if, if I'm the family member of one of those poor people that died, innocent people in that bank Mm -hmm. shooting, I don't want the gun that was used to kill one of my family members gawked at by people every day. Right. You know, and, and that, idolized no, and posted I mean, on social media. I mean, for example, there's a difference between that and like a 9-11 museum, right, where you have pieces of the World Trade Center. That's different. But when you're showing the actual gun that was used to kill innocent people, if I, I'm putting myself in the shoes of like the family of who lost mm-hmm. loved ones. I don't think they would want that. You want your loved one remembered, but not in that way right. where people gawk over a weapon or in this case, somebody is going to buy the weapon that killed a bunch of innocent people. It's wrong. I don't believe that people should pe- – the victims should have to be reminded about this situation over and over and over. You're going to put this gun in the hands of somebody who's going to idolize it or probably try to resell it or keep that – moment alive we want the people who are victims of these situations to be able to rest this is ridiculous well yeah it's wrong and it's It's wrong in so many ways we are we are a sick country we are a sick country that is obsessed with our guns Mm -hmm. and when you talk to republicans many of them not all of them 
They either don't have any solutions or some of their solutions are more guns are the answer, which obviously is idiotic because per 100 people in this country, there are 140 guns. So obviously more guns are not the answer. We have basically more guns than just about any other country in the world. So that is stupid. Mm -hmm. There are no Democrats out there that want to take all your guns away. That is another right wing talking point. All your guns are not going to be taken away. Mm -hmm. If anything, and it probably will not pass, but we're talking about possibly... An assault weapons ban. Democrats don't want to take all your guns away. You're not going to have to have your AR-15s and your thousands of rounds of ammunition to fight our government. That is also a lie. Mm -hmm. And you are mentally ill if you go to a gun store today and purchase a bunch of guns because you think you're going to have to fight against a militia in our own government. Mm -hmm. Then you are mentally ill and you are sick. Mm -hmm. That is not going to happen either. So it's either more guns are the answer. You know, let's harden our schools. Let's lock a door. As if that would stop a deranged individual from going into a school and massacring a bunch of innocent people. Oh, geez, the door is locked. I better not go in. I'm telling you, some of these Republicans are so despicable, it's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Not only do they have no solutions, but they want to make the problem worse. Yep. In, in some states like Florida, in Texas, where the governors of these states are actually making it easier for mentally deranged people to get their hands on weapons, legally! Mm-hmm. Legally! Mm-hmm. And what are you here? Oh, it's the trans shooter. Let's not talk about the gun issue. Let's not talk about mentally ill people. Let's not talk about the fact that we have a gun issue in this country. Right. Let's talk about the fact that, oh my God, it's trans people that are going after all of us. Right. You would lead, you would think, Jamie, that many Republicans feel like a more threat to our country, a bigger threat to our country, are drag queens reading books to our kids in libraries than guns. Right, because we're, they're molding their kids. They're making them gay. They're making them trans. No, they're not. I'm so tired of people trying to demonize the LGBTQ plus community. There's nothing wrong with that community. I need people to understand there are weird Caucasians. There are weird African-American people. There are weird men. There are weird, weird women. There are predators in every community. Stop trying to weaponize and demonize different communities because you don't agree with them. Yeah. It's okay. We can all live amongst each other and be fine. And it's comical because somebody on social media says it's not a gun issue. It's a mental illness issue. Mm. It, it, it's, a, it's a comical statement, and Ridiculous. here's why. There are mentally ill people all over the world. Yep. Why is it that we have this problem at such a high level in this country, but not these other countries where there are also mentally ill people? I'll give you a hint, because somebody who makes a statement like that might not be able to follow me, but I'll give you a hint. It has something to do with the amount of guns we have in this country. Mm -hmm. It might just have something to do with that. This isn't necessarily a mental health issue. Yes. Could we do a better job in helping the mentally ill in this country? Sure. But I repeat what I just said. There are mentally ill people all over the world. Why is it that we only have this problem at such a high level in this country? Mm -hmm. It's because we are a country that is infatuated with our guns. We have a country and we have people in this country that say the right Mm -hmm. to bear arms. So they believe no responsibility should come with that. Mm -hmm. No training on how to use your guns. Mm -hmm. Let's buy guns off of, you know, people that committed heinous acts, Mm -hmm. crimes, Mm -hmm. No problem with that at all. Hey, Brian, take a step back from real quick because 
Yesterday on TikTok, we had two different videos go viral, over 80,000 views on one and over 40,000 views on the other one on our new PTR radio show TikTok. And even though I posted a video of you and your solutions, people literally, I mean, the whole comment section was like, none of these solutions are realistic. Please talk about this. Why do these people believe that what you're saying aren't realistic solutions? And they're not coming up with anything else. I just don't understand how people can sit here and drag other people who are trying to be proactive and solve this situation versus others who are just like, hey, just arm our schools with metal detectors. Brian, please talk about this. I'll start from the beginning on this. First of all, the people that say that red flag laws won't help and an assault weapons ban won't help and 18 to 21 year of age won't help, the people who are against what I would call reasonable solutions to lower gun violence are the same buffoons that think that arming our kindergarten teachers is the answer or more guns are the answer. So it's really difficult to have conversations with people like that. And you're right. Some of these Mm -hmm. people that are against all what I would consider reasonable solutions that would lower the gun violence in this country are the same people that don't have any solutions of their own. And they think more guns are the answer. So I try to ignore those people. I'm willing to have reasonable conversations with people, but I've talked about this before. More uh, red flag laws on the books that are reasonable. An assault weapons ban. Let's raise the age from 18 to 21. Let's treat guns as cars as far as registration. And when you get your driver's license, you need to have some sort of training on how to drive a vehicle. You should have the same sort of minimal amount of training to how to uh, use a gun. If we just did a couple of those things, it would be a tremendous help and lives would be saved. But those types of people that are against all those things that I mentioned literally have no solutions of their own. They have no solutions like so many of those in the Republican Party today. And those Republicans that are in office today brag about their A-plus rating from the NRA. And their A-plus rating from the NRA is more important than having to talk about body bags and Mm -hmm. taking out children in schools. So I can't have conversations with those people because it gets me really, really angry. I'm willing if you disagree with red flag laws and if you disagree with with an assault weapons ban and if you disagree with some of the things I talk about as far as training on how Mm -hmm. to use a weapon and registration, Mm -hmm. if you disagree with those things, there's two things I want from you. Here's the two things I want. Tell me why you disagree with it and then you better have a solution or an idea of your own. You know, a lady called in yesterday and I didn't agree with one of her solutions, but she was a nice lady and, and, and we're on the same page. And, but she said, you know, how about dogs in schools to, to detect guns? And I said, okay, I appreciate the fact that you're bringing that up, but it's just not realistic mm-hmm. because first of all, there'd be way too many lawsuits. And, 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 and if somebody walks into a school with an AR 15 mm-hmm. and they want to kill innocent people, they'll just shoot the dog. Right. But I applaud you for at least trying to come up with something. Mm-hmm. I, it's more than I can say for so many of these Republicans. I mean, you got Ted Cruz who says, well, we need to lock doors because somebody walking in wow, there... Wow, locking a door is yeah. so going to help. Yeah, well, somebody that just shot their grandmother, like what took place in Uvalde, you think right. if there's a locked door, that's going to stop somebody? I mean, it, Brian. let's be realistic here with realistic solutions, and let's also be honest about it. The reason why so many Republicans don't want to do anything about gun control, and they just put their hands in the air and say, oh, well, bad people are going to get their hands on guns is because mm. they don't want to do anything because they want to make sure that they remain in power. Mm. They want to make sure that they have an A-plus rating from the NRA, and that's more more important to them than actually solving this very, very, very big problem in this country. And Brian, a lot of people are even saying on TikTok that we're clowns. The NRA members are not involved in mass shootings and the NRA is a, is millions of Americans. So what are we saying? Can you clarify that for him? 
uh, I don't care if the NRA has a billion Americans, okay? That doesn't change my opinion, and that is completely irrelevant to what I'm saying. So I'll try to speak slowly and distinctly so that my MAGA friends maybe can understand. Mm -hmm. You see, many right-wing politicians in this country, they put up ads and they campaign on the fact that they have an A-plus rating from their NRA. Mm -hmm. Why do they have an A-plus rating from the NRA? Well, first of all, they get many donations Millions and millions of dollars the NRA donates to Republicans. And guess what? Their contributions, the NRA, 99% of those candidates are Republicans. Why? Because they want those Republicans to make it easier for people to get their hands on guns, lax gun laws, so that the manufacturers can get more money, so that guns are more popular. And by the way, right now, guns are more popular than ever before. Because when you hear Fox News and right-wing politicians say, the Democrats are after all your guns, Republicans that maybe cannot think for themselves, they run to the gun store and they buy more guns because mm -hmm. they think the government's going to take all their guns away, which is, by the way, never going to happen. Right. So for people out there that say, oh, the NRA, millions and millions, so what? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm specifically right. talking about the politicians out there that are in the back pocket of the NRA that brag about their A-plus rating. You know what? I want to vote for someone that has an F-minus rating from the NRA because mm -hmm. you know what that means to me? It means that they are fighting. They are fighting not for the NRA, but they are fighting for everyday Americans and the safety of our children and trying to do something about the gun violence in this country. Mm. I will never vote for somebody that has an A or an A-plus rating from the NRA. So for people that are making statements like that, they have no idea what they are talking about. I am giving you facts, not opinions. Facts. There are many Republicans in office today that are in the back pocket of the NRA. And the many Republicans out there that fail to do anything when it comes to gun control are those that are backed by the NRA. Because many of these politicians care more, I say it again, they care more about their A-plus rating, mm. and they care more about what the gun nuts out there think about them mm. than everyday Americans. And the average American in this country, Republican or Democrat, want something more to be done. And look, Brian, I'm actually live chatting with everybody on TikTok and YouTube right now. And I'm loving the fact that today you're actually diving deep into your true feelings about everything, whether it's maybe a description on how to have solutions for gun control and so on. However, somebody made a statement, and it's really about to bother me, that they're saying, so is it guns or mental health? Can't be both, crybaby. Okay, so what? This, this person, again, has no idea what they are talking about. And mind about. you, these are different people. It's absolutely can be both. For example, and I can't believe I have to explain this to somebody, but again, to some of the people out there, some of the MAGA supporters, I'm going to try to speak as slowly and distinctly as mm -hmm. I can. You see, ladies and gentlemen, some Republicans that are governors are making it easier for those that are mentally ill to get their hands on guns. Mm -hmm. So, example. The Tennessee shooter. Notice how I'm not saying trans because it has absolutely nothing to do with the story. At all. A shooter, don't care if it's man or woman or both, was getting mental health treatment. Mm -hmm. You see, ladies and gentlemen, when you're getting mental health treatment, that leads me to believe that person is probably mentally ill. I think that's a fair conclusion to make. If you're getting mental health treatment, you should not be allowed to purchase a gun legally until that therapist or psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever gives that person the okay stamp that they are mentally stable enough to purchase a gun. That shooter in Tennessee was able to purchase several guns legally while getting mm -hmm. mental health treatment. So for the person on social media that says it's either guns or mental health, it can't be both, you are 100% wrong, and that is a crazy thing to say. It absolutely can be both. But I am telling you right now 
that we are not doing anything to address those issues. Gun issues, mental health issues, mental health issues are part of the gun issues. And I don't believe assault weapons should be out there. Let's open up the yep. phone lines now. 702-221-7283. And it's interesting that people out there that say, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's fine. If you don't think I know what I'm talking about, you're entitled to your opinion. Yep. But I want to know if you know what the solution should be. I want to know what you will do. If you were a lawmaker to help prevent all the gun violence going on in this country, I want to know what are your ideas. Don't come at me with, Brian, you don't know what you're talking about. Brian, you don't know anything about guns. Right. I want to know if you're such a gun expert and you have a love for your guns, do you have that same passion for ending mm. gun violence? And hopefully if you do, what are your solutions? Because right. what we're doing right now is clearly not working. At I want to know what you're going to do. Stop bitching and complaining to me that I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Brian, none of that's going to work. Okay, fine. Then what will work? Right. 702-221-7283. And again, the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation. 702-221-7283. Let's start off with uh, Carl. Carl, what's, what's going up, on? Carl? Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, Good to have you. Listen, I just talked to you yesterday about the guns, but this is kind of important. It gave me a big laugh. I mean, uh, last night on Fox, uh, Trump was interviewed, and uh, the big pro-American, United States-loving man did nothing but uh, uh, say that the uh, murdering dictators from three separate countries were such wonderful, great leaders, wonderful men. I don't know if you heard it. He said uh, uh, the head of China, the head of North Korea, and uh, Putin all who hate our country, uh, the United States, he he raised them to the limits about how great uh, leaders they are and how smart they are. And uh, central casting in Hollywood of movies couldn't have picked better leaders than they are. And this is a pro, I'm supposed to be the pro-American loving, uh, United States loving man. Mm -hmm. And all he does is, uh, is, is say how wonderful these murdering dictators are. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what are your I don't know about what you think about that. What are your thoughts on gun control and what we've been talking about as far as, you know, those that are, somebody makes a statement that, is it mental illness or is it guns? Why can't it be both? Well, it is both. So, I mean, somebody, one goes with the other. If somebody is mentally ill, it should not have possession of a firearm that can hurt anybody else. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of mentally ill people who can, who aren't allowed to drive. Right. Because I, they can kill a lot of people driving. Amen, Carl. No, I agree with you, brother. I appreciate the phone call. Thank you very yeah, much. Thanks, Carl. Sure. 702-221-7283. And again, the phone number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, is 702-221-7283. We live in a country where... There are a lot of people who are sick. The reason why there's so much gun violence in this country, and there are a number of reasons, but we have an infatuation with our guns. Uh, way too easy access for people to purchase weapons, particularly mm -hmm. weapons of war, particularly uh, you know the types of weapons that are used in these mass shootings. And it's mm -hmm. so interesting because a lot of these people want to say, Brian, you don't know what you're talking about, and pistols are used in so many of these mass shootings. Well, I could name you some of the biggest mass shootings ever in the history of this country, mm -hmm. like right here in Las Vegas, the Buffalo shooter, the shooter in a church that killed a bunch of innocent black people, the Texas El Paso shooting, yep. Columbine, Parkland, Uvalde, and the weapon of choice always seems to be an AR-15 style weapon. And people let us say, oh, what about pistols? 
Pistols are not being used in these situations. Yes, pistols can kill multiple people, but are they going to be used for mass shootings where they want to kill multiple people fast? No. Get your facts straight and come up with real solutions. Let's stop distracting ourselves from the problem at hand, which is that we're allowing mentally ill people and just people who shouldn't have guns in general access to getting guns. Yeah. It should not happen. And the people out there that call themselves gun experts... Uh why is it that they're using AR-15 type weapons all the time? Let's go back to the phone calls, 702-221-7283. Let's go to Josh. Josh, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, brother? Good, man. Up, I'm, man? From here. I'm here from East Tennessee, and I caught the tail end of what you're talking about as far as the, the gun, guns and the firearms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion is, is you know, I would much rather see see guns out there and stuff like that. The reason being is, is because... You say these mass shootings and stuff like that. What's the number one thing that the people know that mass shootings are happening? It's it's the 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 loudness of the firearms. Um, you put a knife in and the hands of a killer in front of a, a hundred or a thousand people um, groups, stuff like that. You're not going to know where that where where that's taking place. You're not going to know who's doing that. So if you put a knife in, the, in somebody's hands like that, it's silent. You're, you're not going to know where that's okay, coming so I from. Okay, so I want to backtrack a little bit. So one of the things that you would do in, uh, for a solution is get rid of gun silencers? Uh, negative. Um, I mean, silencers, you, you, you don't have any mass shootings that are taking place with silencers. Okay. Um, that's, that's not a thing. Well, well I, I um, why I brought up is because you're, you're talking about the loudness of guns, and, and that's why right. I'm just trying to understand uh, what, what your solutions would be then. What, what do you think we should do as a nation to lower the gun violence? What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, take care of the people problem we have. You know, stop stop being so so hard on parents that want to discipline their children. You know, this started back some years ago, probably about 30 years ago, I would say 25, 30 years ago, when the state intervened in parents being able to parent their children. Um, and, that's, and then we've seen a, a constant How are parents dollars. not able to discipline their children? Well, what is the government doing to stop parents from disciplining their children? Uh, if you if you discipline your children, if you child if you spank your child, see, whenever I was growing up, that's what I that's what I learned in school. I'm 36 years old. No, maybe that's hey, one listen, thing maybe we, maybe I'm not educated on this. So you're telling me if a parent spanks their child, uh, the government's yeah. going to arrest you because that's new to me. <laughs> or you know, if they if parents discipline their children, they're going to come out as mass shooters later in life. I'm confused. Well, well, no, hold on. I mean, like if if a parent punches a child in the face, then yes, Whoa. you will get arrested. That's child abuse. <laughs> but but maybe I'm wrong here. But last I checked, a parent can spank a child in the butt. Right, and I don't think the government's going to interfere in that. So I'm trying to understand where where you're coming from with that. But it, it wasn't like that until here recently. They've been slacking down on that. See, whenever I was whenever I was a child, that's what we was taught in school. And now, and and even me being a young father, I was I was a father at 16 years old, mm-hmm. um, and and I had and I had interactions with CPS stuff like that. They come in my home and told me that I wasn't allowed to spank my child. I wasn't allowed to discipline. Okay, well, my I can child tell you on, right now, you absolutely aspect. are allowed to spank your child in any state in the United States of America. Now, you're not not allowed to send your child to the hospital. Yeah. you're not allowed to get your child bleeding. The absolute That's, most, but you absolutely are. Okay, so let's backtrack again. So you talked a little bit about you know the loudness of guns, uh, right. but but you're not against gun silencers. So let's move on from that because that confuses me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you're telling me uh, you're talking about you know, disciplining your children. And hey, maybe there are certain situations where a mass shooter out there wasn't disciplined or maybe the parents were irresponsible. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. I kind of understand where you're going with that. 
But like, do you have any actual gun solutions? Do you think an 18 year old should be allowed to purchase as many AR 15s as they want to and as many rounds of ammunition as they want? Like, do you have any actual things you'd put on the books or maybe something that you don't think is being enforced now? Well, I mean, let me ask you a question. If, uh, if uh, say, an 18-year-old wants to go out and purchase an AR, what's the difference between an 18-year-old being able to go out and purchase an AR versus an 18-year-old being able to go out and enlist I'm in the so military? I'm so glad you asked that question, life? sir. Something called training. Something mm-hmm. called somebody teaching that 18-year-old how to use a weapon properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, any 18-year-old in this country, for the most part, can walk into a gun store and purchase guns with zero <laughs> ability or training on how to use that weapon. Are you okay with that? The the training with the weapons that that comes with having the weapons and and again that that comes with you know parents parents are not putting weapons you know not putting weapons in the hands of their this children. This has nothing to do and with parents. Uh, hold on, let's backtrack. Okay, let's backtrack. I'm not asking you about parents, and here's why: an 18 year old can walk into a store without parental consent. So mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with parents. So I'm asking you again. You made the point about military, and I said in the military you have to be trained how to use those weapons. Are you okay with an 18-year-old walking into a gun store, purchasing a bunch of AR-15s with zero training on how to use that weapon? Are you okay with that? That's uh, that's not up to me to dictate. That's what the Second Amendment allows. That's the constitutional with the Second right. Amendment comes something called responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I am asking you, are you personally, forget about you being a lawmaker or not, are you okay, sir, with 18-year-olds across the country legally allowed to purchase as many AR-15s as they like with zero training. Are you okay with that? Uh, yes, because okay. uh, well, that we just fundamentally AR-15s, that, per- that individual can purchase, can okay. purchase other rights. Then why rights? is it that when you're I mean, 16, then problem. why is it that when you're 16, you have to learn how to drive a car before getting your driver's license? Well, that's because you're in a motor vehicle and not everybody knows how to uh, drive a motor vehicle. And you not think, everyone on, knows how, go you, ahead. you think go everybody ahead. knows how to fire a gun well i mean and, and that that goes with the with the facts of being well, able to, to you just defend said yourself. everybody doesn't know how to drive a motor vehicle right. so you insinuating that every 18 year old or every 45 year old knows how to fire a gun you do realize it takes more knowledge to drive a vehicle than it does that's fire not what a, i asked you right? i'm asking you are you insinuating that everybody in this country 18 or your age or 50 they know how to fire a gun. Is that what you're saying? No, not everybody does. Right, exactly. So why shouldn't 18-year-olds be trained how to use a gun before purchasing guns? Why do you have a problem with that? Because it, t- it doesn't take a whole lot of knowledge in order to know because how to fire a weapon. it doesn't take a whole lot of knowledge. Well, okay. Well, I would, exactly. listen, sir, we fundamentally disagree. I appreciate your phone call, and I appreciate the conversation, even though I could not disagree with you more. 702-221-7283. Let's go to Tom. Tom is next. Uh, line four. Let's go to Tom. Hi, Tom. Brian. Yes, sir. Listen, first and foremost, you can't rationalize the dumb-ass MAGA Republicans. You can't do it. You're going to lose your hair. You're going <laughs> to lose. You cannot communicate with these people. Well, it is difficult, Tom. I'll be it, honest it, with you. It is it's hard. It's very frustrating. It's beyond difficult. It's beyond difficult because the reality of it is they see one thing and they see this, this MAGA leader who is a convicted 34 felon uh, 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 person and they think that this guy is fucking God. This whoa, 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 whoa. We can't swear. Yeah, remember, we're, this is Watch live radio. We can't swear. Watch live radio. Live radio. Come on. 
<laughs> he, he's an animal. So okay? let me ask you a question. We just had a guy that called up that said, why is an 18-year-old, you know, allowed to serve in the military with a gun, but you don't want 18 year, regular 18-year-olds purchasing weapons? And I told him because there's training. And then he said, well, and then I tried to bring up cars and he said, well, it's much more difficult to drive a car than it is operate uh, a gun. I actually disagree with that. And last I checked, some of the uh, guns are, are are killing more people in this country than cars. Now, yep. we have way too many car accidents. Mm-hmm. Uh, no but, question. But guns are the leading cause of death in children. But he doesn't want to talk about that. Correct. Well, because here's the problem. He's an idiot, too. That's, that's number one. Number yeah. two, 21 years and older with the proper training, because I have friends of mine who have ARs, but they're ex-police. They're ex-military. Right. They don't bring those things out for, for the enjoyment of it. Yeah. They have them because they were in a situation or in the background of, of law enforcement mm-hmm. to own these things. These people that talk out of their tail have no clue of what reality is. Mm-hmm. And when, well, they you're follow right. these Fox, when they follow these Fox yeah. people and they follow these Republicans and this and this. Uh, Kennedy and all these other morons, these Marjorie Taylor moron greens, uh, uh, they, they live in a cult of their reality. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, you're not going to get an argument from me, sir, and I do appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Uh, it is a cult. You're absolutely yep. right. I want to squeeze in one more quick call before we go to break, and then we got Michelle Mortensen coming in on the other side. She's yep. waiting patiently. Don't want to wait or wait any longer. Let's go quickly to Aaron. Aaron, I got a minute for you, buddy. Go ahead. All right. I got a really quick solution. It may not be overnight, but over the years, treat guns like cars. Everything has yep. to be registered, and mm-hmm. you tax the gun based off the size of the gun. An AK-15 now becomes an AK-1500. You have to pay $1,500 worth of tax on that gun every year. I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I uh, agree. G- good call, Aaron. I couldn't uh, <laughs> agree with you more. I make that argument on this show all the time. And then many of the gun nuts out there will say, well, it's the right to bear arms. It's a privilege to drive a car. And we so, all want AR-15s. So, so that's the argument with them. Uh, they're making it a, a semantical argument uh, with words instead of safety, right? Mm. And making America safer. They want to mm. say make America great again. What about making America safer again. Right. What about that? And I could not agree with you more. Re-register. Make, make America peaceful again. Register your guns. <sighs> make sure you're healthy and you have the eyesight and the training necessary to be able to use a gun. These are very basic things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take all your guns away. At all. I want to make sure you know how to use the gun and I want to make sure you're not mentally ill or deranged. And we want to and tell me if this is true. We want to regulate proper right. gun control. Of again, course. regulate proper gun control. Stop putting words in our mouth and saying that Democrats or us as co-hosts are trying to take your guns away from you. We can't. That's not going to happen. We're just trying to make it safer and peaceful for the American citizens. All right? Yep. And let me just say one other thing before we go to break. Never once have I ever lied on this show. I try to come at you with facts. Sometimes they're opinions. But for the people out there that say, Brian, you're lying. Those are the same people that won't specifically come up with anything that I've ever said in the history of my 20-year career on radio that I've actually lied because I never have. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, eight-time Emmy winner and staunch Republican Michelle Mortensen is going to be joining us in studio. I know she's going to have an opinion on this. We'll take a quick break. Be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? 
that true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. At the Bagel Cafe, the recipe is simple. Good food and generous portions. Family owned and operated since 1996, the Bagel Cafe is a unique restaurant where you can get anything your appetite desires. From a bagel and a schmear to piled high corned beef on homemade rye, fresh fruit platters and salads, or creamy New York cheesecake. Check them out at thebagelcafelv.com. The Bagel Cafe, where there's something delicious for everyone. Pine Hollow Winery is the first and only boutique winery in the Las Vegas city limits that features its own handcrafted wines. Located on the west side just minutes from the Strip at 7018 West Charleston, Pine Hollow Wines are available for tasting by the glass, bottle, or for carryout. Peach lovers pick up a bottle of the Warm Fuzzy, which is a sweet Chardonnay-style wine made with peach and apricots. Visit PineHollowWinery.com for their events, wine menu, and hours. That's PineHollowWinery.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Push Limits Live here on KSHP and all of our social media accounts on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and more. Hey, it's at PTL Radio Show, PTL R A D I O. 
S-H-O-W. I'm super excited to have you all on our broadcast today. Let me tell you about our friends at Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. They have so many different solutions for y'all, whether it may be work and sports physicals, wellness exams, STD screening and treatment, pre-op clearance, diabetes, pressure blood pressure conditions and medical treatments and more hey you don't need an appointment walk-ins are welcome they're located on 6125 west sahara avenue suite 1b las vegas nevada 89146 you can call at 702-248-0554 brian shapiro is a patient himself he goes in and gets his testosterone shots which makes sure that he performs well testosterone wait what testosterone (laughs) testosterone yes they are they are awesome and uh uh, I know Andrew yeah. and Jessica very well, and they, they certainly do a, a wonderful job. Yeah, anyway, welcome back to the show. I'm liking the music here, this intro music coming back. We haven't had the lovely lady, this lovely lady in studio here in a little bit. She's busy. Uh, but uh, she is <laughs> a up? former uh, eight-time Emmy winner, staunch Republican. Love having her in studio, and it's always good to have back. I've hear, heard a lot of people that listen to the show. When's Michelle coming back? Well, here she is in the flesh, coming off of her tennis victory. Yeah, Michelle, yeah. Michelle Mortensen back in studio. Michelle, it's good to see you. How are you? So glad to be back with the fam. We got. Yeah. Uh, Brian here. We got Young Gravy back. I get yes. to meet Jamie. Got to yes. talk it up with Mark out That's front. Right. This is like a reunion. Hopefully John's going to call because I've been missing my buddy John. So this is my shout out <laughs> yes. to caller John right now who I love. Yeah. So, you know. Well, I hate to get into these really serious topics. I know. Right so like, let's bring in Demi De- Debbie Downer. Let's bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have to because it's, it, it's we're going to get into the Donald Trump stuff. Uh, you, some people can find that comical, but we'll get to that. Let's start with what we've been talking about last segment, which, of course, is gun control, this mass shooting in Kentucky, uh, where the AR-15 is now being up uh, up for auction, which I find despicable. Uh, the Kentucky laws are so lax when it comes to guns. And then, of course, we had the shooting in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We talk about this with you all the time. I talk <laughs> about this on the show all the time. What do you make of where we're at in this country and, and the frustration when it comes to the, the gun violence and the mass shootings at such a high level? You know, it's, I think the only thing you can say is that this is so, it's so discouraging and it's so, it just weighs on you. Mark and I were even talking about it um, beforehand at front, you know, it, you can't take it anymore. It, It just, it's every time you turn on the TV, it's, you know, some idiot out there who obviously is is troubled so so maybe i shouldn't be so callous but at the end of the day i i I think i can say whatever crap i want to say about these shooters because they're Mm -hmm. awful human beings who go Mm -hmm. and take people's life these are the worst of the worst and and sure they might have mental health problems and that is sad but they i'm sorry i don't understand the person who wakes up one day like this dude in louisville Mm -hmm. who's like yeah, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to my workplace and I'm just going to take lives. Like you have got to be so mentally deranged at yep. this point. And I don't know what type of mental derangement you have that makes that choice yeah. to have the mental derangement to say, you know what? I'm going to go to a school and I'm going to kill children. Innocent I am children. a mother. This freaking infuriates me mm-hmm. and I don't understand. So you know where I'm getting really frustrated? And this is something a lot of people don't talk about. I'm getting frustrated with people making these choices. And I know there's nothing we can do about people making these horrible choices because people have free will. They can make the choices that they're going to make, but I'm getting sick and tired of it. I, think I am that, so sick and tired but isn't of there it. Some, aren't there some things that we can do? Example, right? the shooter in Tennessee, and I want to ask you about this too, because a lot of Republicans, maybe not you, I always say that, I'm not necessarily talking about you, a lot of Republicans want to emphasize the fact that the shooter in Tennessee is trans. They're calling this person the trans shooter. When we are learning in the manifesto, this person being trans 
had nothing to do with the shooting. This person was clearly suicidal. This person was getting mental help at the mental health help at the time, yet was still able to purchase guns legally. But it seems to me that the Fox News hosts and many people on the right don't want to talk about the real problems, which is not the fact that this person was trans. Trans people uh, collect 0.03% of actual mass shooters in this country. So the fact that this person was trans is not a topic. But yet so many people on the right want to talk about that or the shooter at the bank the other day, that he was a Democrat. We're learning this person was also suicidal, that was going to lose his job at the bank, clearly mentally deranged. Why is it that... Many, not all, but many Republicans want to focus on the trans shooter or the fact that this shooter was a Democrat and not the real issues, in my opinion, which are, yes, mental health, but gun control Mm -hmm. and the easy access to guns. For the same reason that whenever you have a Republican or a conservative or a MAGA shooter, Democrats always want to focus on that. So whenever in a in a political arena, you're always going to try to take whatever situation for your own political benefit. That's politics, that's media, that's life. Uh, but that is honestly beside the point. I think the bigger issue is, and, and we can look at shootings for decades now, while we often want to have more safety measures put in place that will hopefully prevent people who are suicidal or having issues from getting guns. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is it's very difficult to put these measures in place, even when you have these measures in place to stop people, because people can be tricky. People can, they can put up a front and act like they're not having mental issues. It's, it's hard to stop people from getting guns if they want to get a gun. It's hard to stop someone from doing a horrible thing if they want to do a horrible thing. Michelle, I have to disagree with you because I'll give you the fact that Democrats and Republicans both like to make everything political. We can't just say one party makes everything political, but at what point are we going to hold our people in power to stop making everything political and stop trying to distract and deflect from the situation? Like you said earlier, you're a mother. You don't want to have to hear these stories about other people's children because it still hits home for you, you know? And at the end of the day, I want this to stop seeming like a reality TV show. So can you address how politicians can really just focus on reality and stop trying to make everything political. How how can we do that? Do you have a solution for that? (laughs) I wish I did. You know, um, you don't know much of my story, but I was in TV news for years and then Mm. I decided I was going to get into politics and I was someone who, who loved politics and this was something that I wanted more than anything in my entire life. Like I was the 12 year old kid who like dreamed of (laughs) doing this one day. And I am now a person who stands before you today who hates politics with every fiber of her being and hates most politicians on the right and the left with every fiber of her being. I have little to no respect for almost all politicians and almost all members of the media at this point on the right and the left. I am so disgusted with what we become and how we've become. Um, and I don't think there is a solution to that it. Be- no, I, I don't. Because we have become a society that really does thrive on extremism, right. whether you see it on TikTok, whether you see it on MSNBC, whether you see it on Fox News, it doesn't matter. Pick your poison, right? Right, but the well, media you- is what controls our culture, and that's what makes people feel at peace. And if you're spewing hatred and, and disrespectful and negative and also untrue rhetoric, you're not putting yeah. people in the right space to can also I, know how to feel like they're can safe. I, can I add something else to what you're saying, if mm. I may? So, Michelle, here's where we might disagree or maybe we'll agree. You remember when Steve Scalise was shot by a Democrat, by a liberal? By a uh, Bernie Sanders supporter. Now, why am I bringing that up? Because I think 
That was his intent, right? He was a Democrat. He hates, he hated Republicans and he attacked Republicans. I think that is very fair to bring that up because that was his motive. motive. I think we agree on that, right? Texas El Paso, the shooter there, if you remember, went into a Walmart store, killed a bunch of brown people. And in his manifesto talked about how Trump talked about illegals and his hatred for brown people. That was his intent. Maybe politically motivated, racially motivated, listening to Donald Trump and his rhetoric towards Mexicans. I think there are times where we can bring up the politics of it if it's motive. Um, but in the shooting here, the motive of the shooting at the bank, uh, nothing politically motivated. Uh, the shooter in Tennessee, nothing politically motivated. And I try to figure out why. And being trans, by the way, has nothing to do with being a Republican or a Democrat, in my opinion. Why do Republicans continue to harp on the fact and call this person a trans shooter? I don't understand right. it. I think for Repo- – I can't speak for all Republicans. I think for some of the issues – for Republicans, maybe it was some of the reporting initially, mm-hmm. which may not have been as initially accurate. I don't know. But initially, there was some discussion that this trans individual um, had attended this school previously. Yeah. And it was a hate crime. And that it was a hate crime. And that it was because of not accepting of that individual's right. lifestyle. Which we learned that wasn't true And at then all. Mm-hmm. we also then immediately after that, mm-hmm. you had some response from... Um, Corinne Jean Pierre, I think I just butchered her name. That's okay. Forgive me. Um, and then, and, yep. and then President Biden did, um, right. The trans appreciation or something mm-hmm. day. And so I feel that maybe some conservatives felt that there was more acknowledgement of trans people initially after this shooting as opposed to the children and those yeah. innocent who was, lo- those so innocent I, lives that I were lost and that it was, Christian kids who who were targeted. Yeah. And so as a mom, uh, um, as a Christian, I totally get that. So I understand where you're saying like, hey, I feel like it's going a little too extreme, but yeah. I don't think it's out of control yeah. that conservatives may have initially felt that way because it, okay. it really did. But so- even if you felt that way, does that make it okay to do it if it's not true? If you don't have the facts in front of you that says this is a hate crime because she was trans. I'm or not he was trans. saying it's okay. I'm right. saying I think that might be why yeah. there may have been some of that initial response. Yeah. So let me. So I'm just trying to give an sure. explanation okay. as to why, since you're asking yeah. me, right. and, and it's hard because sometimes in these situations, and now I've got two of you. It used to just yeah. be one. Now I got two Democrats <laughs> against me, and I know you're not a Democrat. Well, he's you're not an Democrat independent, so, yeah. but you know what I mean. Now I got two people. Uh, yeah. You know, so well, now two against one, and then if we get John calling, it'll be three against one. I just want to say this, and I'm not against you specifically. I'm kind of oh, like, I am. 100%. No, 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 no. no. Hear, hear me, hear me I say this though. It's, and hear me out with all respect. It's an excuse, Michelle. What you're saying is an excuse because not only are you not sticking to the fact that what they were saying was wrong, the rhetoric they spewed harmed our community, everybody's community, not just the LGBTQ community, because you have people now being transphobic and homophobic part of the, in this situation. And on top of that, you now have people who believe that that was true. So you're not holding the people in power accountable or the people in media accountable. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that. And I'm sorry if it came off that way. I, I do believe that you need to have truth. I'm saying all I was saying was merely the that reason. I believe yeah. that that's why initially so Michelle, I people responded that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things yeah. that I think is so important is that we don't 
have hatred towards the LGBTQ yeah. and trans community. I don't believe hatred towards that community is acceptable in any way, shape, or form. Whether you're a Christian, whether you're conservative, whether you're any of that. It's never acceptable. It's never okay. Yep. And preaching misinformation about it is never okay. So I will yep. never say that That's it's okay. Good, yeah. so, me, so please don't, yes. no. don't, Michelle, don't convolute the two. Yeah. What I do try to do, and like I was saying before, it's hard to be the Republican spokesperson when everyone <laughs> yeah. in the room is against you, yeah. right? Um, or doesn't agree with you. Mm. I simply try to present, hey, I think this is why it happened. Makes sense. Okay. And so when I try to give an explanation as to why, mm. it's not necessarily me saying, oh, and I'm vindicating mm. this or I'm oh, justifying it. That's good. And I, I think for me, one, one second, about it, I just wanted to make sure your opinion was also ho- said as well, because a lot of times yeah. people take those little clips and say, well, see, now she's transphobic. Now she's homophobic. Now she's not giving her opinion on the fact and she's letting them be them without holding them accountable. True. So I and wanted you sometimes to just speak on your, speak I can your be... So, the news gal mm-hmm. who immediately like retreats and I'm like, I'm not going to give my right, opinion, right, but let yeah. me explain things right. to you. So, and I fall, I fall into that right. a lot. So you understand, you understand it, what I was trying yes. to do then. Okay. But it's not that I'm not willing yeah. to give you my opinion. It's it. just the minute you put a mic in front of me, I sometimes fall into okay. TV Michelle, news. Michelle, I, I get what you are saying. <laughs> um, I guess here's my point. The Dinesh D'Souza's and the Charlie Kirk's out there continuing to call this Tennessee shooter the trans shooter. And I've never heard any of these people call somebody the straight white male shooter. Uh, And to me, it's academic. So that's number one. Number two, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. And I know you didn't do this. You recall when Paul Pelosi was attacked, a horrible situation, right? And and I think good, decent Republicans like yourself, I do consider you one of those people. And Mitch McConnell, by the way, immediately was like, this is horrible. Right. (laughs) Uh, There are a small percentage, sadly, of Republicans that were Thoughts and prayers to the Pelosi family. This is horrible, right? We agree that that's an appropriate response. But as you know, even t- people like Ted Cruz and Republicans in office were saying that it was some sort of gay relationship because for whatever reason, Republicans seem to be ups- uh, obsessed with homosexuality. But they said it was some sort of gay relationship and Paul Pelosi let this guy in. Despicable things, right? Let me correct that. Uh, Republicans are not obsessed with homosexuality. A small sect of Republicans seem to be obsessed well there were a lot with of homosexuality people. but i i would say the majority of us are normal and there is a large population i'm not going to say majority but there's a large population of homosexual republicans so not yeah. all republicans they won't they won't tell the truth though they won't tell you that they're homosexual there's a lot of there's very, a lot of very lot of few ones, there's well, a lot of a yeah. lot of them that are dl but down michelle. low <laughs> but michelle but michelle uh, a lot of republicans today would rather talk about drag queens a threat to our children and indoctrinating our kids than the leading cause of death among children, which is gun violence. So that's why I say that. And number two, the reason why I brought up Paul Pelosi, when it was proven and the body camera footage came out that Pelosi did not allow this guy into his home, it was not a gay relationship. I didn't hear any Republicans that said those despicable things retract and say, I'm sorry. Going back to the Tennessee shooting, same thing trans shooter attack on christianity didn't feel accepted i didn't hear any of these republicans who made those statements which now have been proven false come out and say you know what i jumped the gun for lack of a better term i apologize to the trans community they come up with these conspiracy theories that are never usually true and then they don't retract or apologize i guess that's my issue i think most people just uh, don't retract or apologize i'm not saying that's right Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that's good I'm going to ask you to, like, find any politician you find who actually apologizes. It's very rare because in this world that we live in, in this 24-hour news cycle, it's it's 
it behooves you as a politician to just not say anything because the news cycle will move on and everyone will forget. And and so you don't have to. Ilhan, I'm not saying it's right. Ilhan, I'm just saying I understand. you don't have to in this news cycle because things mm-hmm. move too quickly. Understood. Ilhan Omar, when she made some borderline anti-Semitic remarks and she was attacked not just by Republicans, by Democrats, she apologized. When Joe Biden said, you're not black enough if you don't vote for me, which is a stupid thing to say, he apologized. It, but it. it's, a, it's a handful either way. Mm-hmm. It's not, if you can't give me a list of, you know, a thousand politicians who apologize. It just, it doesn't freaking happen because they don't have to. The news cycle that we've created mm-hmm. uh, has created an out for people to be reprehensibly awful and people mm-hmm. will forget about it because guess what? There will be another shooting, yep. another this, mm-hmm. another that, mm-hmm. something Meghan Markle will do, something, in, you know what I mean? Yep. Like something will happen. And let me just address the drag queen thing really quickly because mm-hmm. I know that I'm the odd, you know, Christian conservative here, but um, I... I love drag queens. Not only do I think that they are like fabulous mm. and that they are funny and that they do their makeup better than like anybody on <laughs> God's freaking earth, you know, um, they're, they're fabulous. I don't think people in general have an issue with drag queens. I mean, I think if you pulled like, like, do you have an issue with a drag queen? No, I don't think anybody has an issue with a drag queen. I think most people think drag queens are funny and great entertainers. I think where the issue comes in is when people feel that they don't have control anymore over their children. And then it becomes this like parental issue and then things spiral and blow out out of control. And then all of a sudden, you're fighting for like a parental issue. Like, well, I just don't want my kid to go to that. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, then you're a bigot. So Michelle, can I ask you about that? Let me ask you about that then. Because the argument is about drag queens reading books to children. Mm -hmm. The idea that an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old just walks into a library by themselves, to me... Is not factually accurate. You're no, because right. you can't. A kid's right. not walking. It well, is, maybe in like an urban city, a kid would rare. walk through a library. But, Michelle, we can agree. but not in Vegas. So right. great. So Michelle, we can agree that's very rare. You have to be with an adult, a yeah. guardian. Mm-hmm. So if a parent says, "Hey, I'll take my kid and let drag queens," it's read a them choice, all day. right? So what's so why are they? Why do Republicans still have such a problem with drag queens in libraries reading to kids? I don't understand. What's the issue? I think the issue is is simply that I think. Parents feel like they are being forced that they're that they're losing their parental control and that they're being forced to say, "Hey, that's something I don't want," and it's being forced on their children. I think that's what a lot of people are struggling with. But the issue that I have with all of this is that the the rhetoric isn't just I'm losing parental control and we're forced to accept this. It's they're molding our children, they're making them gay, they're forcing to have an ideal that I don't want them to have. You have absolute control to say, "Hey, I respect your space." It's not something for me. I would 100% I would 100% respect anybody who's like, hey, your lifestyle isn't my lifestyle, but we could be cool. I don't have any issue with that. Just, you sure. know, just make sure that you don't affect me and I won't affect you. Right. As long as you're not hurting yourself or hurting somebody else, I believe we should all be in the same standpoint to live your life. Because drag queens, gay people, politicians, they could all be good people if they continue to be good people. Right. It's bad people in all different communities. And that's the biggest issue. Stop trying to demonize one specific community just because you don't like it. So I think the difference is is this, and, and I wish we could talk about it more real and honestly, and I just think it's hard. So a drag queen reading a Curious George book to a kid is not going to make a gay or anything, right? The Dalai Lama asking a kid to suck his tongue 
Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. We've yeah. crossed a lot of yeah. lines. Yeah. Super vile, super wrong. I got huge problems. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fudge are you doing? Yeah. Right? Get like, out of there. Yeah. Okay. So, like, that's no. Right. No. Um, a teacher secretly taking my kid and having conversations with them and being like, are you sure you're a girl? Like, are you sure you want to use this? Right. No way, Jose. Not happening. So I think there's that fear as well. I think, I think fear usually happens when it's the unknown. Like, I don't know what's happening. I want to respond to what you just said because this is really important and I'm glad you brought this up. And I agree with you that the tongue thing and that's (laughs) inappropriate. And if there are teachers out there that are saying, are you sure you're a girl? I think we all reasonable people could agree. That's inappropriate. Yes. But here's the point that I want to make. If you watch Fox News or right-wing uh, TV or radio, they will lead you to believe that that stuff is happening everywhere all over the country in large numbers. And truth be told, it's not. Is it happening? Are there a few teachers out there that are doing things that are inappropriate? Absolutely. Could it be possible that a drag queen is reading that kind of book? Completely inappropriate. But you use the term fear, and I believe that a lot of Republicans out there, like the Tucker Carlson's and the Sean Hannity's, are using fear tactics, and, they, and, and some of the politicians in Washington that are on the right, making it sound like the majority of teachers are doing that. They're indoctrinating our kids, and you have drag queens that are reading those kind of books. A very small percentage of people are doing that, Michelle, but mm. I believe that it's actually the Republicans that talk about this every day that are instilling fear into the parents when it's actually not happening anywhere near the amount that some Republicans would like to lead you to believe. I, that I, that I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure it's happening. As, I don't know how much it's happening. I have no idea. What I think is interesting is that it's, it's all we talk about now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it's it's too much. And that's why I'm like, oh, it's we've got to bring it down. We've got to quit talking. It's it's too much because I don't know that it's happening. Who, do you, who is talking about it? You've been in the media for a very long time. Who do you think is talking about it in the media and saying what a huge problem this is? So the bigger problem today is that if we look at – while I understand that Fox News has a great deal of ratings and, and high ratings, that is a ratings with people who are of a certain age group, right? A coveted age group. Right. The problem is is that the majority of people are watching everything on their device, on their phone. Mm-hmm. And your media today is now TikTok. It's now Instagram. Yep. Social media it's in general, Snapchat yeah. or whatever. And even on Instagram and 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 tech, TikTok, it's overwhelmingly everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I whether I want to see Dylan Mulvaney or not, Dylan Mulvaney, him herself, it, it, themself, and commentators for and against mm-hmm. uh, is just. On TikTok 24-7. I just don't care. Do, you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and I so, just don't care. So I'm just saying, like, whether yeah. I want to see it right. or whether I don't want to see it, it's all that's on TikTok. It's all that's just, on the feed. Does that make sense? I get it. And I get it. I just want the media to understand if you're going to have these regulations in, 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 in place where you're saying we're accurate, we're factual, and we are for the people, be that. Because, you, like you just said, and Brian, you as well, we see it so much. And sometimes it's very forced upon us because it's yeah. sponsored or people are setting their opinions on it. Or even just the media outlet itself is posting about it. Mm-hmm. I just really want the media to really take control of holding themselves accountable, yes. being respectful, and being actual and factual. And I'll uh, end this uh, segment by saying this. Last I checked, 
No child has died from a drag queen reading a book to a, to, a, to children, uh, but yet the leading cause of death in this country when it comes to kids is gun violence. And I want to add no. this too. Please, parents, talk to your children. It's okay to say, hey, that's a drag queen. This is what it means to be a drag queen. Hey, that's their lifestyle. Leave it at that. Your child will make their decision later in life regardless. Hundred, and I've had those conversations with my kids, but I'm also a, a woman, the only woman in this room, and I'm also <laughs> yeah. uh, the mother of two girls. And I will say, though, that... I am. I could care less about drag queens, and I could actually care less about transgender women. But where I have had a real problem, and where I am becoming almost, you know, super passionate about this more than I ever thought I would, is transgendered women trying to take my place as a woman and trying to take my daughter's place in sports and other things. Well, I agree with you. Because there. Yes. at the end of the day. I, Fifty years ago, if I was alive fifty years ago, I couldn't have gotten a credit card on my own without my husband. Fifty oh years ago, I couldn't have been a journalist. Yeah. And now here in twenty twenty three, we're saying, you know, Dylan Mulvaney doesn't have boobs, but he has more of a right to. She has. This they have where, more of a right to have a, a yeah. sports bra campaign with Nike yeah. than than I do. Well, this is where, and I don't have any right because I'm fat and I don't need to be on shot. Nike. But you get what I'm saying. This is like, where, that's yes. what I am like. I what, that I can't gonna, take anymore. We're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the Trump indictment next. But when we come back, I do want to address this because. This is where me and Michelle agree 150%. Yeah, Megan Rapone is a, is a fool, and so is Sue Bird. I'll explain why, because it has something to do with this issue okay. that you're talking about with transgender women in sports, which is just absolutely ridiculous. So we'll talk about that when we come back. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Oh, yeah. Time International award-winning restaurant Joe's New York Pizza uses only the freshest and best available ingredients. From giant slices of hand-tossed pie to calzone, strombolis, fingers, and wings, Joe's serves all your favorites. Stop in for a slice at one of their two Las Vegas locations at Paradise and Harmon or South Las Vegas Boulevard, or you can check out their menu at joesnewyorkpizzalv.com. The world-famous radio shopping show is here on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas. Online at KSHP.com. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. It's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and 
his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Do you want to take your business to the next level? Then join one of the fastest growing talk shows pushing the limits. We have a wide range of sales packages that can fit your budget. Anything from on-site live remotes to in-studio interviews, email Jamie, jamied at kshp.com. That's J-A-I-M-E, capital D-E-E, at kshp.com. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. The Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro and Jamie D. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pushing the Limits Live on KSHP. You can follow us on all of our social media platforms on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at PTL Radio Show. That's P-T-L-R-A-D-I-O-S-H-O-W. Let me tell you about our friends at Jackson's Bar and Grill Gaming. Everybody, I love this place. Brian introduced me to this place, and I am obsessed. You can go and play so many casino games. I personally love the bonus bonus poker. There's different drawings at different times, like 1 to 3 a.m., 1 to 3 p.m. You can receive a $25 free play. There's winners drawn at following times like 4 a.m. and 4 what p.m. What day is that? Yep, this is on Mondays. Mondays, okay. Yep, where you receive $100 in free play. Yep. And I was going to get to that. Yep. There's also different days where you can win three times the points on Wednesdays. That's today. Yep, yep, which is today. Yep. And I want everybody to understand that there's a different day and more prizes to win. Great so food, go check great them atmosphere. Out. Yeah, we, yeah. Love, we love Jackson's Bar and Grill. Uh, I agree. Uh, Michelle Mortensen joining us in studio, the eight-time Emmy winner. We're getting into some... Good topics, good discussions. Uh, Michelle, this is a topic that really has been bothering me, and I know we're going to agree on this one. This is where I agree with Republicans, and this is so outrageous and so stupid. I don't even know what else to say. If you're born a man and you transition into a woman, I will call you ma'am. I will call you miss. I will be respectful. I don't care what you do with your body. But there is a line you should never cross which is competitive sports. And what I mean by competitive, high school sports, college sports, professional. If you're born a man transitioned into a woman, you have a tremendous advantage over women. For example, Leah Thomas was like 440th in the country as a male swimmer. She had her so-called transition, and then all of a sudden she's the number one female swimmer in the country. This is outrageous, and it is ridiculous. So what does Joe Biden do? And I agree with this. He puts down this bill, which basically says, and it's not really specific, but it says... State by state, we're giving you the authority, but under these groundworks that we need to make it fair for women in sports, 
and we need to make it an equal playing field in sports and safety of women. Basically, what that means is if you're born a man, transition to a woman, you can't be playing high school sports with women or college sports or professional sports. Read between the lines. What's what Joe Biden is saying? But that wasn't enough for Megan Rapone, right? Megan Rapone took issue to this. So did Sue Bird. And by the way, they are both phenomenal athletes, but they are nincompoops when it comes to this subject. And Megan Rapone was offended by that. And she made the claim in so many words that this was discrimination against the trans community. No, it's not. First of all, it is dangerous. Somebody born a man transitioned to a woman in most cases, you're going to be stronger, you're going to be faster. And if that wasn't the case, then why aren't women in the NFL? Why aren't women in the NBA? Why aren't women playing Major League Baseball? Why aren't women playing matches against Novak Djokovic? I know you're a tennis player, so I had to throw that one in there. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. This, is, this does not mean I'm transphobic or anti-trans. There are times when we can use those words. Not here. Born a man, transition into a woman. It's very simple. Here's my solution. If you want to have playful sports on the playground, not competitive, not playground. or fun leagues where nobody's <laughs> going to get hurt, fine. But in organized sports, if you're born a man, I don't care if you got the snip snip or not. I don't care oh, what your body looks good. like, okay? You can't be competing against people that were born women because, number one, it is a ridiculously unfair advantage. And number two, in some cases, it's dangerous for the women. This is this shouldn't even be a conversation. How can anybody in our society believe that if you're born a man transitioned to a woman, that it is fair for those people to be competing with naturally born women? This is where the term wokeness comes from, and this is where far lefties look ridiculous. I mean, when you look at Leah Thomas, Thompson, Thomas or Thomas? Leah uh, Thomas. Thomas, thank you. Leah was a good foot taller than her primary competitor. And when they tied, they the judges basically said, okay, well, Leah wins. Leah gets the trophy. And it was... It, that that is what is so unfortunate. Maria Navratilova, another great tennis player, who has said this is just this is insane. Right. We we can we cannot do this. Um, I don't know if the answer is having you know we have we right now we've created women's sports and men's sports. Is there? It, is there a need to have a transgender sport? I don't know if that's the answer or not. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I think we do need to make it fair. You know, I always, I always look at kids and my, as because of my mom, my heart breaks. And the one thing I never want is a child who is struggling with gender and identity and they might be transgendered. I don't want that child to be hurt or bullied or beaten up. So the mom in me, the, that, I want to be able to protect that child and keep that child safe and make sure that child's right. okay. Of course. But that doesn't mean then that I want to give that child so many opportunities that all, all female children then are, well, sorry, you're screwed. You're a girl. And, and, and that's what's frustrating and to me. And, and so I don't think I'm one of these people. I, I could care less if you want to be transgendered. You do you, you know, right. it's your life. You do you where I get offended, if you will. And I try not to be an offended person, but where I get offended is where you try to equate us as the same because we're not the same. I remember a couple years ago during COVID, my kids were watching Disney Channel. And during Women's History Month, Disney Channel did this, uh, they profiled this female politician. And as I was watching it, I was going, and I looked her up real quick and I was like, oh, that's a transgendered, trans, 
trans trans woman yeah. politician. Yeah. And as someone who's ran for office, I was like, oh, it just kind of it kind of broke my heart and defeated me a little bit. Is that women have tried so hard to be in politics? How many women are in politics right now? You might think there's a lot, but we're not. We're the minority. Men are in politics far more than women are. Yeah, that's a and fact. it was like, why would you choose a transgendered woman to profile on Women's History Month? Let me ask you another question. Of a- I'm going to ask you both another question. Cause, okay. Because I agree with what you're saying there. It doesn't make any sense. If you're born a woman and transitioning to a man, I have no problem with those people can be competing with men. If you're born a woman and you transition into a man and you want to try to compete with other men, I don't have a problem with that for a couple of different reasons. First Wait, of all, that doesn't sound equal. What? If you're born a woman transitioning to a man, and I don't you- I don't have a problem with you competing with other people that are born men. Why? I'll give you two reasons. Number one, I don't think it's an unfair advantage. And number two... Wait, what? All right, I'll say it again. (laughs) It's not making sense. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to cut you off. It doesn't make sense. If you're born... Hold on. Listen, Jamie. If you're born a woman, natural woman... I'm, I'm hearing that. And you take a bunch of testosterone and you try to transition yourself to a man... I get that. I don't have a problem with those people competing with people who are born men. Okay, stop right there. You, you do know when men are transitioning to women, they do the exact opposite as obviously trying to be men and they take estrogen. You do know that, right? They, they yes. Try, and that so is, what's the difference? Okay, the difference is you're born a man and you have tremendous physical advantage yeah, over but naturally born women. Hold on, let me finish. If you are born a woman, and taking testosterone. you can take all the testosterone in the world and I can tell you that I don't believe any of those naturally born women would be able to play in the NBA. Let me just say this. Personally... You get what I'm saying? No, I, I get, I get, I get yeah. what you're saying and I hear you. Let me just say this. That just sounds dumb. I'm sorry. I, I, I personally can't agree with you. I agree with both you guys on everything so far. That just sounds dumb. Why? It, it, because Why? my thing is you can't sit here and say that it's fair on this side but it's not fair on that side because at the end of the day... Well, yes, it, I can. No, you can't because, because, it, because it, doesn't, it doesn't make it fair. Well, physically, if, if you just said that physically yeah. women who are Transgender, uh, sorry, yeah. trans, um, excuse me, let me forget. Yeah. Just cut me off. Women who are transforming into men who are taking testosterone, yeah. Yeah. they're still not going to be able to be competitive against men. Why would you be okay with them still competing against men? It makes no sense. Because they have the opportunity to attempt to compete against men. And if they are able to. But you just to, said they would never be able to truly. I don't believe they would have an advantage over men. So then if they're not going to have the advantage, they should not be able to be doing it in general. Here's, here's the difference. If you're born a man transitioned to a woman, you are always going to have an advantage over women. If you're born a woman transitioning into a man, mm-hmm. it's going to be very difficult to compete with men. And so you shouldn't, you shouldn't even confuse the narrative then. If you want the narrative to stay equal and fair on both sides, keep it equal and fair on both sides. I, I agree. And I actually, I think I'm more interested, it, even though it becomes more convoluted, having trans, having, we've got women's sports, men's sports, transgendered women's sports, transgendered men's yeah. sports, because yeah. I think that would ultimately be the, the most fair. I agree. When it, when it yeah. comes to the Olympics, then you would have have, you know, four categories. It yeah. would it would make it more fair. And then I think in in the beauty pageant world, I think you could have female beauty pageants, yeah. and then you could also have transgendered women. Let pageants. me ask you both of this though. This question: Do you? I know you said you respect women. Sorry, men who are transitioning to women as with their pronouns, but do you see them as women? Because that's the biggest debate right now. Is that that. I'm still a woman. I'll answer that. And I'm not transgender. I want to make Gen- sure people who are listening. I'm not Jenner, <laughs> Jenner is a perfect yeah. example of that. 
Uh, I don't see Jenner as a female, and that's my personal opinion. Even, see, even if she got, like you said earlier, to I quote see, you, the snip snip. I see her or him as the guy who won the gold medal in the Olympics, who was a phenomenal athlete. Mm-hmm. Now, what I think and what I perceive is very different than what I will say. I will uh, be respectful to them. Um, and I, uh, you know, I, I will call them him or her, and I don't care what bathrooms they use. I don't care what they want to be called. I will be respectful to them. That stuff doesn't bother me. It seems to bother a lot of alt-right Republicans. What bothers me is if you're born a man, transitioned into a woman, taking a spot away from someone who was born a woman in a sport mm. and competing against other women, you are a cheater. See, Let I me wanna, be very I wanna, clear. I wanna, I wanna, Leah Thomas you. is a cheater. And, and I hear you. I hear you. But I want to hold you accountable, She is Brian. a disgrace and she is a cheater. And I, that's fine, Brian. But I still want to hold you accountable because I have a different opinion than you in this moment. Because you still haven't answered my question. Do you see men who... Uh, who transitioned into women as women? Yes or no? Oh, I just told you. No, you didn't. You, you, yeah. you, you specifically no. pointed out one no. person, and that was my answer. No, so you do not no. see men who transition to no. women as women. No. You don't. Okay. Pause there. What about you? I, if I'm being very honest, yeah. um, I see them as transgendered women. Okay. And and they have to have the transgender. I, I do adjective. Be, okay. And that's only oh, because I am a. I, I, I am a woman. Yeah, yeah I understand. And, yeah. and so I believe in respecting them mm-hmm. and I'll use the pronouns that they want and mm-hmm. I won't disrespect them and I won't be rude, mm-hmm. yeah. but I don't believe that they are a biological woman. And, and I agree. And I believe there's a real difference there. That's so fine. I don't have to be a jerk. That's fine. But I will never believe that they are a biological now, woman. Now let's, let's talk about this though, because you also made this point earlier where they use a transgender woman to bring about Women's History Month. Yeah. You said that their noun is transgender and they're a transgender woman. Do you believe they should be a part of Women's History Month since they're a, a type of woman? Do you consider them a type of woman? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you asked me this. I'm sure I'll get some hate for this, but I, I, I don't. Okay. I don't. And I know women aren't a protected class and have not been discriminated against the way the African-American community right. and Asian communities have. But I, I do feel very passionately about the fact that Women have not been treated great in this country over the years. That's a fact. And and, and wanna... to to this day, I can't tell you how many times people have to Jamie. mansplain things to me. And 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 I, as a woman, I take pride in the fact that I was able to give birth to my children. Mm-hmm. And so, if it's Women's History Month, then let's honor women. And to okay. me, it would be like if it was African History Month, if it was Black History Month in February, and we're like honoring yeah. Rachel Dozal. Like, yeah. how yeah. gross yeah. is that? Like, no, me, dude, you're yeah. not African American. Yeah. Let me ask you're you. A yeah. Let me ask you both a I question. I Let's just say you both are EMT workers, okay? Mm-hmm. To prove the point of what I just said. Mm-hmm. You're both EMT workers, and you get someone in the ambulance with a penis, okay? And that person with a penis is transgender. Mm-hmm. Says, I'm giving birth. Are you going to take that seriously and think that that person is actually giving birth? No. Okay, no. Yeah. Because yeah. guess what? Not a woman. You can call yourself transgender, and I'm going to respect that, but you are not a woman. If you have other body parts down there, then I will take it seriously if you're an EMT worker. But there's no EMT worker that's going to take anybody seriously with a PP that says, now, I'm giving birth. Is this is this okay for both of you? You did mention earlier that you're okay with a transgender woman and transgender men category in sports and in Olympics. Yeah. What about them having a month as well? You know, instead of being a part of Women's History Month, totally trans okay with Women's that. History Month. Totally okay with that because I think 
I think it's okay. And I think every community has moments where they want to highlight other people in their community. Mm. I don't have a problem with that. I think it's when you're trying to encroach and take somebody else's moment to Mm. shine. And so... And that's where I think like, oh, I identify as this. I identify as this. That's where it gets really cloudy. Because if all of a sudden I come to you, Jamie, and I go, well, I identify as a black male now. I would and laugh so at your face. You would laugh at my face, right? But <laughs> yeah. if I'm like serious about it, I'm like, no, I'm a black male now. And I want to be honored on Black History Month. You're going to be like, girl, I'm going right, to, you know, like, right. no, okay. you're, you're being horrible. Yeah. And maybe it's easier to do it because, you know, you know, I'm being facetious right now. Right. But there are it. like yeah. legit people who are like, no. And so that's why Dylan Mulvaney and others irritate me. And Dylan Mulvaney irritates the crap out of me. Mm. You know, when I meet other people who are at at Sephora or whatever, who are transitioning and and are transgender, I don't think boo about it because they're, what Dylan Mulvaney's doing is totally different than the nice folks who work at Sephora. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Now, can I I ask one more question? Because I really want to have your true opinions and I want both of you to be honest about this. If you have the if you have the answer, if you don't, just say you don't have the answer. I'm I always I honest on the show. Listen, but no, I, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to get you in a gotcha moment. I just want to actually have this honest conversation. Why do you believe transgender people are fighting so hard to be considered women or men? Do you know why? Well, a lot of these people are discriminated against, just like uh, people who have who are gay. And I think it's getting better, but we still have a long way to go or people who are minorities. Mm. Uh, the same reason why somebody uh, over the course of their lifetime might be afraid to come out, uh, for lack of a better term, out of the closet as being gay in fear of their parents. What might their parents their might life. say, but their friends might say. And this is the other side of the coin. There are still a, a percentage of people in society that don't think being gay and, and being married should be a thing. There are people in society that think being gay is a sin. There are people in society that who want to being, kill gay people. Right. There are people in society that think being transgender is a sin. Mm-hmm. And I say to all those people, and this is my personal opinion, you're the sinner. If you want to treat people differently because they're not like you, maybe they're gay or maybe they're transgender, then you're the sinner. Because last I checked, Jesus said, and correct me if I'm wrong, we should all treat each other as equals. doesn't matter how much money you have. We should all help one another, help one another. And there are too many people in society that treat people differently or look down to people or want people to be treated differently because of what is between their legs or the color of their skin. So to answer your question, Jamie, that is how I answer it in that many people who are transgender or gay or minorities feel like they have been the victim of discrimination plenty of times in their life, and they're tired of it. They just want to be who they are. And I say amen. I want you to be who you are. I am pro-LGBTQ community. Unfortunately, there is a percentage of society, sadly, many of them happen to be on the right, that discriminate against those who happen to be gay or happen to be transgender. Example, the Tennessee shooting, the trans shooter. There are still people in right-wing media that are attacking the trans community because we had one demented individual. Doesn't matter whether this person was trans or not. And people are just tired of it. I'm going to be honest with you, Brian. What you just said was beautiful and I love it. I'm not to tell you the truth, though. You're still going to be dragged because at the end of the day, you're contradicting yourself because you're saying... I'm going to respect you. I support you. I'm pushing for you, but I'm still going to categorize you and put you over here in this co- category, in this corner. When it comes that's to sports. That's going to upset a lot of people. Uh, I, first of all, I don't care if people are upset because they're morons. If they think they were born a man, transitioned to a woman, that they should treat it, compete against other women. I'm worried about the safety of all individuals. I want and those, it's a safety thing. Yeah. They're, they're idiots. Okay. It, 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 you're a, I'm just going to be clear. Okay. You're a moron mm-hmm. if you think 
Not me. Not you. I didn't say that. Uh, (laughs) If Megan Rapone (laughs) thinks that if you're born a man transitioning to a woman, that you should be allowed to compete in the WNBA, or you should be allowed to be an MMA fighter, or you should be allowed to, I don't know, be a USA women's hockey player, whatever the case may be, then there's something wrong with you. I, I'm trying to protect all people. I don't want okay. to disc- that's and to me that's not discrimination. It's basically saying you were born this way, yeah. you have physical advantage over people who were born this way. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. It's not physically fair. You can't do it. And guess what? If you don't like that, mm-hmm. then too bad. I don't Listen, care. Listen, I agree with you and I'm on I'm on both your sides as it pertains to sports and safety. And I believe that everybody should have their space to celebrate themselves. I just want you to get ready because you're gonna get dragged, Brian. Uh, all right. stand, stand on it. I could <laughs> I could, I could, I could care less if somebody is angry with facts and fairness. But can we let Michelle? Yeah. I, well, quick? we got, well, we got. Go ahead, real quick, and then yeah. we got to take a break. Do you remember the question? Can you ask it again? Yes. <laughs> I totally understand. Why do you personally believe that people who are transgender men or women? fight so hard to be seen as regular men or regular women? I actually don't think the majority do. I think mo- the most of the transgender, I have not met a great deal of transgender men. So uh, I've met more transgender women in, mm. in life. And I think most of them are, are, are lovely and just, you know, you have just normal, inter- I've just had normal interactions with them, like mm. nothing. I think there's a minority that are Dylan Mulvaney. And I feel like people like Dylan are taking advantage of the situation and they honestly are, exploiting it for their mm. own personal gain. Mm. I look at Dylan as someone who is immensely exploitive. Now, Laverne Cox, on the other hand, though, I look at Laverne Cox as someone who's been a bit of a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who really, before we knew, had a lot of transgendered actresses, mm. you know, she was the first, right? Mm. And then and Orange is the New Black really became like, you know, yeah, and, that, was and show. that was a good show. Yeah. And then <laughs> now has had roles where, you know, she's not playing a transgender character, but is just playing a, a, a female character, yeah. right? She's made a, a, a lot of strides in that area. And I don't think she's ever been combative, like, see me and see me how I want to see mm-hmm. it. To me, so maybe I've never interviewed her. I don't know her personally, so maybe she has a much different story. Mm-hmm. But I just view Laverne Cox so differently mm-hmm. than I view Dylan Mulvaney. Mm-hmm. So I look at Dylan Mulvaney as someone who's just immensely exploitive and taking advantage. And that, and it's, see me as a girl. See me as a girl. C- girl life, 365 day. Let me take advantage of every opportunity I can to make money and be famous on TikTok. So she's exploiting it, and, yeah. and so I see Dylan totally different than I see Laverne Cox. And that's I the think, only way I can they explain it I, to you. I, if you I, drag me for that, that's okay. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I do see yeah. them as two I'm totally... I'm not going to drag you. I see them as two totally different <laughs> yeah. people. And yeah. so I, the amount of respect I have for Laverne Cox, the amount of respect I have for Caitlyn Jenner, so trumps what I feel for Dylan Mulvaney. Mm. Like, I have no respect Dylan, for Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney. Mul- I'm going to make comparisons to Dylan Mulvaney and Candace Owens to this. Dylan Mulvaney, I agree with you, taking advantage of the situation, wants all the clicks, wants all the money, wants to make a name for herself or himself or whatever the way they want to be perceived. Candace Owens is a Democrat. I know people that coached Candace Owens years ago as a black woman who has been a a Democrat, switched over to being a Republican for one reason and one reason only, so she could make money. A black woman having far-right opinions, and listen, there are some black people in society, I'm sure, that have had those opinions their whole life. But Candace Owens did it so she could sell books and so that she can make money. Dylan Mulvaney has done what she has done. See, I'm going to use the uh, politically correct term. So that she could make money and take advantage of clicks. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, 
Oh, I haven't even gotten into this with Michelle about the Trump <laughs> indictment. I know she's going to have some strong opinions on that. Uh, ask her about that when we come back. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Do you want to take your business to the next level? Then join one of the fastest growing talk shows, Pushing the Limits. We have a wide range of sales packages that can fit your budget. Anything from on-site live remotes to in-studio interviews. Email Jamie at JamieD at KSHP.com. That's J-A-I-M-E-D-E-E at KSHP.com. The National Atomic Testing Museum is a national science, history, and educational institution that tells the story of America's nuclear weapons testing program at the Nevada test site. Located at 755 East Flamingo Road, just east of Paradise, the museum offers immersive, interactive experts for guests of all ages. The museum is Smithsonian certified and open seven days a week. For more information, visit nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. That's nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. When you bring your vehicle to Star Auto Care for Maintenance, you'll have a team of professionals at your service. Every one of our technicians has been factory trained and master status certified to ensure that you receive the highest quality and most effective service. Star Auto Care is located at 3540 East Tropicana Avenue, just east of Pecos. Star Auto Care is confident in their prices and will match any mechanic located within 20 miles. Bring your vehicle in today and let Star Auto Care give you the peace of mind you deserve when you service your car. Visit them online at starautocare.us. Whether you're a corporate executive, on a family vacation, or just passing through, St. George Inn & Suites will meet your specific needs. It's conveniently located near restaurants, shopping, and movie theaters. St. George Inn & Suites offers a variety of room types, two fabulous pools and jacuzzis, a fitness center, a free full hot buffet breakfast, and laundry facilities. To make your booking, call 435-673-6661 or book online at stgeorgeinnhotel.com. You need to stop in Southern Utah? Make that stop at St. George Inn & Suites.
All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. We're back. Boy, do we have a firecracker that's going to be in studio tomorrow. Not to say that Michelle's not a firecracker. <laughs> now that just I'm not you firecracker someone. enough. An African-American woman. I'm African-American. Who, uh, so you say. Uh, what? That <laughs> Respect my pronouns. She's running for senator. As a staunch radical Republican here oh, in the state of Nevada. Oh, the lawyer who can't practice law in this state? Uh, Ooh, is that a thing? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she, she's, she's got the Kim well, Kardashian law well, uh, degree from California. She can't oh, practice law in this state. I'll ask her about that because I don't know anything Ooh, about that. But anyway, shade. she's a firecracker and she's coming in <laughs> studio tomorrow. Uh, we've got uh, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, Dan Duva, is going to be joining us Friday. we got Real Kid Poker, the best poker player in the world, I would say. Dan Inagranu, that's going to be joining us uh, on Friday as well. we got Guy David coming in on Friday. we got the 7-footer, 11-year NBA veteran Paul McCaskey coming in studio on Friday. So we got a lot of we got a lot of great guests uh, throughout the rest of the week. We have uh, the eight-time Emmy winner, Michelle Mortensen, joining us in studio now. Hello. Yes, Emmy winner. All right, Michelle. So <laughs> I didn't really get your thoughts on this, so I want to. Um the Donald Trump indictment. Yeah. What are your thoughts as a whole on this whole situation? Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of good that Alvin Bragg all of a sudden is like, you know, going after crime. <laughs> it's a real turnaround for him. Um, that was a joke. Uh, you know, I think it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, we've obviously never indicted a, a former president before, so I think that's unfortunate. Um, from my understanding of the 34 counts, um, basically clerical issues uh, dealing with the payoff. Mm -hmm. Um, What an interesting world that we live in because when uh, John Edwards was paying off his side piece that he was cheating on with his, uh, when his wife was dying of cancer, man, nothing happened there. And when Bill Clinton wrote that big check to Paula Jones, man, nothing happened there. I mean, we know a lot of politicians who've been real dirty, mm. who've uh, paid off a lot of women so that they could, you know, have their fun. And that's really sad and really awful. But no one's ever been. <laughs> I'm trying um, to laugh because I feel like you're being. <laughs> So let me respond by saying this in response to John Edwards, who's a despicable human being. Right? He didn't break the law. Uh, do to, to I think the, using campaign funds to pay off your side piece is still breaking the law. Was, it was never proven, though, that he uh, he used campaign finance or broke campaign finance violation. Now, I'll give you this. I think both could be true. That this could be political, <laughs> right? That that Alvin Bragg did this to go get after Trump to help his career. That could very well be true, and I don't doubt that. But it also can be true that Donald Trump may have broken the law. So here's my uh, response to to what you said, and and like some of what you said, I, I agree with. I'm not going to defend Bill Clinton, and I'm going to play you a cut that Josh Hawley had to say about the Clintons, but. I believe if you break the law, whether you're the president or former president or a politician or somebody like you or I, you should be held to account. And I think the problem we have is that so many times in this country, if you're in a powerful position, you could be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or in this case, the former president, you're not held to account. I think this is probably going to, even though we haven't seen all the evidence, 34 felony counts sounds pretty serious to me, even though it's campaign finance and finance Do you actually think Trump did the bookkeeping? Because like Trump may have been like, yeah, let's pay her off. But I don't think that Trump himself... So he wasn't in the bookkeeping, but he knew what he was doing. At, you know, there is evidence that he went around 
trying to uh, pretty much he he used campaign funds to pay off his lawyer, knowing that was used to pay off his side piece. Well, yeah, which he didn't is wrong. He didn't pay off the lawyer. What he did was he made. But I understand. No, what he, you're sorry. He paid off. He paid so, off the side piece, but he paid right. the lawyer. Pretty much paying the lawyer so back for the money the non- he used personally. Non- right. The non-disclosure is not against the law. We see non-disclosures, as you know, every day. What appears, and again, we haven't seen all the evidence. A grand jury said there was enough evidence to indict uh, Donald Trump, and then you have some politicians on the right saying you can indict a ham sandwich, which I don't agree with at all. There has to be some level of evidence to indict. Um, so Michael Cohen went to jail for yeah. this. Okay, he went to jail. Um, so I understand what you're saying. I just think both can be true where um, it could be maybe politically motivated, which I don't agree with. I don't think anything should be politically motivated when it comes to our justice system. But at the same time, I do believe Donald Trump broke the law. Now, I think some of the cases in the future, whether it be the classified documents, whether it be the call to the secretary of state in Georgia, Donald Trump has an open rape civil case that's still going on, uh, the January 6th insurrection. I think of all those cases, this might probably be the weakest. Uh, but I want to play you some audio of Josh Hawley. Because I have a problem with what Josh Hawley said in regards to you brought up the Clintons, which I think could be a fair point. But Josh Hawley got into that, and then he, he wasn't the best example uh, understood. <laughs> that, we, that we had of you know moral yes. propriety. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so uh, apparently Donald Trump is now suing Michael Cohen. By the way, I wanted to add that I didn't <laughs> wow. know that uh, for five hundred million dollars after finding out that Cohen is a star witness in the indictment. That's not going to work. That shows desperate. He's desperate. But anyway, here is. Josh Hawley on the Sean Hannity show yesterday talking about the Trump indictment. Listen to this. These people have made a career of this stuff. You talk about a double standard. The entire Clinton family ought to be in prison on the basis of these charges now against Donald Trump, which appear to be totally made up to me. It's a totally fake crime nobody's ever heard of before. No, it's a two-tiered system of justice. It's an assault on the rule of law. And whether we're talking about targeting Christians or going after Republicans and conservatives, this administration will do anything to hold on to power. I think that's the message. Okay, so this is a guy who has a law degree, and he just said, number one, this is a fake crime. No evidence to support the fact that this is a fake crime. And Josh Hawley hasn't even seen the evidence. So for him to make a claim like that is idiotic. And number two, he said nobody's ever seen a crime like this before, where yet people actually are convicted of crimes like this every day in our justice system when it comes to business, when it comes to paying people off and where you get that money from and and business accounts. So again, what Josh Hawley just said, you want to make the claim like you made about Bill Clinton and there wasn't a lot, you know, uh, of, uh, I guess the the term you would use is accountability. I can buy that. And that's, I think that's a reasonable Mm -hmm. conversation. But when Josh Hawley goes on Sean Hannity's show, this is a man who at one time was an attorney and says that this is a fake crime without having any of the evidence is so irresponsible for a politician to make a statement like that. Yet this is the same guy who talks about Hunter Biden's laptop 24-7, and we haven't seen one crime to conclude the fact that Joe Biden committed any wrongdoings and broke the law. Uh, Michelle, I just find this guy so despicable, and this is the guy who put up his fist mm. at the insurrectionist and then ran away from them on January 6th, looking like you know the little wussy that he is. I agree with what you're saying about accountability and the Clintons. I don't have a problem with that, but do you see where my point is? It's like, how can you say that this is a fake crime when you don't even have all the evidence in front of you? I just think it's not the 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 strongest crime. Um, it's not the. No, I, I'm amazed they came up with 34 counts. Like I'm I'm 
I'm pretty amazed. <laughs> they were able to put 34. Right. And, and like I said, Alvin Bragg doesn't go after anybody. Like you can, you can commit like serious crimes in New York and, and you know, you're going to, you're going to get off. So it's, it's, it's very, very interesting. It's very, very perplexing. I do think it's a bit overkill. And I think it's interesting that in this country, um, you know, whether you agree with it or not, Donald Trump is actively running for president right now. And so you have, uh, powerful Democrats going after someone who's actively running for president and, and, and trying to make it so that he could not run for president. If there's a lot of things that stink about this, let's just put it that way. There's a lot of things that stink about it. There's a lot of things that aren't, aren't great about it. I also, I, I am not a lawyer, so I'm not 100% sure about this, but I'm curious about the statute of limitations because I do believe that this incident happened in either 2015 or 2016. And here we are in 2023. I'm, a little wonky on if you can even go forward with this you with can. the statute of limitations. You can. Yeah. Um, you, you can. The, the, the law I've heard that, some arguments about it, is well, all I'm saying. Well, you can. Uh, let's talk about Alvin Bragg for a moment. Obviously, a lot of people on the right are attacking Alvin Bragg, a man who got his law degree from Harvard University. Uh, is he a Democrat? Absolutely. But again, a lot of people on the right are saying this is a George Soros-backed uh, DA, and that's also not true because George Soros never even met Alvin Bragg. They never even had a conversation. Well, you don't have to have met him to have received funding Didn't from even, him. So there was a pact that George Soros put together that backed a lot of Democrats, but George Soros didn't even know who Alvin Bragg was, and there some Republicans are making it seem to be that this was George Soros's guy, and he, you know, sure, 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 sure. That's neither here nor there. Though. It should like, be here nor there. It, I, I am a Republican. I'm not a huge fan of Alvin Bragg. Like, I'm not going to give him any, you know, props. I'm not going to give him any kudos. Mm-hmm. I, I could care less who funded him. I could care less about any of that. Mm-hmm. This, but I think whether you're a big fan of him or not. Alvin Bragg did this for a political motivation. That's obvious. He stated it on his campaign websites when he was running for DA. He said he was going to be the guy who was going to go after, you know, Donald Trump. He said what Letitia James couldn't do, he was going to do and he was going to get it done. He is coming through on his campaign promises. So we have somebody on the line that wants to ask Michelle a few questions. So I guess. Oh, Oh, yeah. I'm commenting with people on YouTube now. I have people call in and talk to you. Yeah. 702. (laughs) 702-221-7283. We got about 10 minutes left in the show. 702-221-7283. Let's start off with JD. JD, what's going on? What's up, JD? Hey. Hi, guys. Hi, Michelle. Nice to hear you. Nice to hear you. I had just two two quick points to make. I I misstated it. I, I, I don't want to ask a question. It was regard, Brian, to Josh Hawley not seeing the evidence. All 34 of the charges have been turned over to the Trump team uh, once they indicted him. So I'm sure Josh Hawley had an opportunity, if he wanted, to look at that evidence. You think he's looked at all the evidence? uh, I think uh, he's a smart enough fellow because I've seen him uh, do quite a few uh, interrogations uh, so here's the on thing. TV. So here's the thing, JD. So and here's, let here's, me finish my second. Okay, well, let me finish my second point. Okay, but hold on. And Before you I, go to the second point, let me just respond in your first point. I promise you, I'll give you an opportunity. Josh Hawley sure. was making those types of statements before that evidence was turned over. So that's why it leads me to believe. And by the way, so many other Republicans on television and on the radio have been doing the same thing, including Mike Huckabee and many others that have stated on the record before even knowing what the charges were, let alone the evidence that they believe that this was a mockery and, 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 and this was a joke without even knowing anything about the case. And that's what leads me to believe that Josh Hawley did not read the evidence. Go ahead. Uh, my second point was uh, you, you talked about him running away. Uh, in the film that was released along with the uh, Sean, uh, Shaman Man, 
Uh, it shows where Josh Hawley did not run away. He was helping and being escorted by Capitol Police to so do what, what where, he why did. Was he, so where was so he running that, to? That, where was he running to? They were being shown out of the building. Okay, so, so if they were being shown out of the building or not, he was still running away from the mob, correct, J.D.? No. So what, so what was he running away from then? View the film, and then you can correct I'm asking. I'm asking you, if he wasn't running from the mob, regardless of whether security was telling him to go one way or another, if he wasn't running away from the mob, I, I, I don't know where from? he was. I don't know where he was running from. Obviously, was he running from Ocasio Cortez or was he running from the mob? They, what do you think he was running were, from? They were evacuating the building. He JD, was I understand. Away. He was. I understand. He was probably running away from lunatics. Okay, exactly. I agree with you. He was probably running away from those lunatics, also known as insurrectionists. The point that I was trying to make and what many others make is Josh Hawley was the one who put his fist up in solidarity to some of those same people that were breaking down windows and assaulting police officers. And then about an hour later, after the insurrection started, whether people were escorting him out or not, he was running away like the scared little man that he is. That's the that's what I that's Brian. the point that I was trying to make. Okay, Brian, one more point then now that you bring it up. Okay. Uh, January 6th was one Republican conservative MAGA demonstration which got out of control. It doesn't have any we do not do that on a regular basis like 570 black lives antifa there's another right wing uh, talking point so first of all do you know all the that uh, happened do, do that you know for do, two years do you know all those people and whether they were registered democrats or not people that were involved in black lives matter protests why are you making it a right wing left wing thing here's what we do know the over thousand people that were can <laughs> you can laugh all you want it's called a fact the over That's thousand the over the over it's a maga laugh the over thousand people that were convicted in courts were not only Republicans, but alt-right people that were a part of alt-right groups. Why is it every time somebody wants to talk about white supremacy or somebody wants to talk about January 6th, you people always want to go, what about is and talk about Black Lives Matter? Why is that? How about the 20,000 people who were charged and arrested uh, and then let go from Black Lives Matter? Okay, so first of all, only three have been out of the 20,000 have been served. So that is is a lie for you to go on the air right now and say of all the Black Lives Matter protests, only three people have been convicted. That's number one. But here's the fundamental difference between you and me. And I want to be very clear on this. There's probably a lot of differences, but I'll start with this issue. The fundamental difference between you and me is anybody during a Black Lives Matter that a assaulted a police officer or committed a violent act, I'm not going to defend them and call it a tourist visit. People like you called... People... No, you wait. wait, I'm not done with my point yet. Put him down. Put him down. I start over. I'm not a Democrat, J.D., so don't start with your buffoonery. I said the difference between you and me, not the difference between you and Democrats. I'm going to start over again so you listen because this is very important. The difference between people like you and me is I don't defend people that assault police officers. I don't defend people that commit violent acts. It could be a Black Lives Matter protest, or it could be January 6th. People like you call January 6th insurrectionist tourist visitors. If somebody at a Black Lives Matter protest assaults a police officer or even steals something or commits a violent act, I'm not going to defend them, and I want them to go to jail. But people like you defend the insurrectionists on January 6th, and all you want to do is talk about Black Lives Matter. Why is that, sir? Because you don't talk about them at all. Oh, okay. Have a nice day, J.D. Yeah, notice how he deflected and he doesn't want to answer the question. By the way, because the Black Lives... I'll answer the question. Uh, Because Black Lives Matter protests and those that were convicted, 
it's over with. And, and, and January 6th is still going on. There's an investigation into Donald Trump. That's why I still talk about January 6th. And people like you want to defend the insurrectionists. And I notice how you don't want to answer that question when I pin you in a corner. So <laughs> as a black man, African-American man, whatever you want to call me, I would have loved to make a comment on that. Brian, you handled it well. However, I, I need to take a step back from all the conversations we're having right now because, again, I'm commenting live on YouTube. And we have a lot of people who are interested in calling in. And I would love for you to make a comment on this, Brian. They're saying they're afraid to call in because of the way you just handled that situation. They feel as though that you're very disrespectful to the callers. Uh, I and see. you don't let them get their opinion out. I, Can see. You, I, I want people to call in. And I want, and I, listen, I told them I was going to make this point because I'm ho- about holding everybody accountable. Brian is definitely giving everybody a space to talk. However, I want you to com- so, comment on this. So here's the deal. People put words in my mouth. They say things that I haven't said. They're off topic, and I don't tolerate that type of foolishness. If somebody wants to have a reasonable debate with me, for example, I don't know how we got into January 6th. I was talking about Yeah, that little, was Michelle's call. Yeah. Well, he didn't have any – first of all, he didn't have any me questions. Me and Michelle had to laugh. I'm sorry. For, for, first of all, he didn't have any questions for you. He said that to start the sh- to start it, and then he addressed me. Um, that's number one. Number two, we talked about Josh Hawley, and we were talking in this segment – about him putting up his fist and the comment he made about Bill Clinton and the comment he made about Donald Trump. If somebody calls up and they want to play whataboutism, I don't tolerate that. Stick to the topic at hand, and I'm ha- glad to have a conversation with anybody. Anyway, I'm sorry, Michelle. All right, so, so everybody who's listening, I'm going to pinpoint you specifically, Trav, because you're making a really big point. Call in. Well, now's we, probably not the best No, no, not, not now, but again, call <laughs> into future shows because we yeah. want you to understand that we want to have these conversations. Yeah. It's not Brian's right, I'm right, Michelle's right, whoever's a guest on the day yeah. for that day. We just want to have factual, actual conversations that deal with respect. And if you pay attention to a lot of Brian's conversations, the people who do call disrespect Brian off the bat or very quick before he even gets his opinions out. So let's, let's call a spade a spade. They all just, right? uh, I'm sorry. Some people just don't like facts. Um, and, and I get very frustrated when I'm talking about specifically Donald <laughs> Trump on January 6th and, and, and somebody who is a MAGA supporter uh, immediately wants to talk about Black Lives Matter. And by the way, J.D.'s wrong. During the Black Lives Matter protests, and I even think, Michelle, you would attest to this, I talked about Black Lives Matter protests every day. Every single day I said, I don't, I don't support the violence, the agitators, those who are assaulting police officers, the violence. And no Democrats supported the violence either. That is a right-wing talking point. But I don't hear any Democrats in speaking of the violence that day calling it a tourist visit. And when we talk about January 6th, there's so many Republicans out there that do. And by the way, J.D. also lied. Three people. Is J.D. also J.W.? I don't know. But he, he lied and he said only three people were convicted in the Black Lives Matter protest. That's also a lie. That's right. misinformation. Who knows? Maybe he got that from Alex Jones. Michelle, you know as well as I do. <laughs> Michelle, that- wait. This comment, cause no, the, the, their, your reaction is actually funny because the comment on YouTube right now says, the girl is so quiet and polite. I love her. <laughs> Yeah, well, she's seen me get... Sometimes you just say things and you're like, maybe you got that from Alex Jones, Michelle. And I'm like, what do you no, want? Not you. I know, but sometimes you just drop things my way. And I'm like, what? Why, why, Michelle's why? like, wait, why my it's turn just... now? Right. Like, I don't, okay. I, I, don't, I don't understand why in the political climate that we are in, that we can't agree that any violence that took place, whether it be a Black Lives Matter protest or January 6th, is wrong. Like, if somebody wants to have a conversation about Black Lives Matter, I'm not going to bring up January 6th. I'll answer their question. But when I'm talking about January 6th, so many right-wingers want to bring up Black Lives Matter. 
what about ism at its finest? That's all. I think people just don't know how to uh, argue anymore. There, I think people are just have so many thoughts in them at all times that they can't keep on topic. It's like they start talking about this and they're that's like, oh, but what about out. this? What about this? What about this? And that's why I say we just need yeah. to bring the temperature down. Yeah, yeah, and by the way, the Josh Hawley video was not uh, edited. Uh, it, it, that moment, that four or five seconds when he was running was not edited. It doesn't matter whether security officers were escorting him. The fact is he was running from the mob. And the fact that JD can't even admit that is mind-boggling to me. And the reason why I brought that up is because this is the guy who put his fist up in solidarity with some of those insurrectionists that eventually he was running away from. That's the only reason why I brought that up. And and, and that's just a fact. That's all. Michelle, it is always a pleasure Thank to have you, you on the Thanks show. Thanks for having me. Nice, yes. nice meeting you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she always sees me at some point in the show turning into a tomato. Uh, yes, that's uh, true. It just so happened that that. By the way, did you win your tennis match? I didn't even ask you that. I, I've had a really good season. I've that's I've been good. winning like all my matches. It's been amazing. But I I've got to play someone next week that I don't oh. think it's going to go my way. Unfortunately, but. Rafael Nadal was supposed to be playing here in Vegas last I month. I know they canceled he, it because yeah. he's injured. Yeah. But he's got to get yeah. ready for the French. So well, well, we got to run. But Michelle, thank you so hey, much thanks. for being here. As always, always a pleasure having yes. you in studio. Love the conversation. Me and Jamie will be back at it tomorrow, folks. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Oh, yeah.